You're in your seats. Let's stand. <laughs> now that you sat down and got comfortable, let's stand. Let's read the word together. Turn to uh, Psalm 86 really quick. Psalm 86. I'm going to read through. I'm going to read through all of it. (laughs) Is that good? All right. Everybody there? If you don't have your Bible, you can share. Psalm 86 says, Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me. For I am afflicted and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am a godly man. O you, my God, save your servant who trusts in you. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you I cry all day long. Make glad the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in loving kindness to all who call upon you. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer and give heed to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble, I shall call upon you, for you will answer me. There is no one like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. All nations whom you have made shall come and worship before you, and they shall glorify your name, for you are great and do wondrous deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your ways, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I will give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with all of my heart. And I will glorify your name forever. For your loving, loving kindness towards me is great. And you have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. O God, arrogant men have risen up against me. And a band of violent men have sought my life. And they have not set you before them. But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious. Slow to anger and abundant, abundant in loving kindness and truth. Turn to me and be gracious to me. O grant your strength to your servant and save the son of your handmaid. Show me me a sign for good that those who hate me may see it and be ashamed. Because you, O Lord, have helped me and have comforted me. Lord, thank you that you do incline your ear towards us. Lord, your word says that we, when we ask, that you will answer when we seek. Lord, we will find you. When we knock, the door will be opened. Lord, we're forever grateful. Lord, in the depths of who we are, we know how insufficient we are. We know how poor and needy we are. We know how afflicted we are. And so it calms our heart. It brings peace to us, Lord, to know that there is someone who cares about us, who is powerful enough to guide us and lead us in our lives and protect us. Lord, we... We um, celebrate that we are able to have refuge, that we are hidden under the shadow of your wing. We're grateful to be redeemed. Lord, we are thankful that you have brought us up from the pit. You've set our feet on a solid rock, Lord. And we were people that will not be shaken. Thank you, Lord, that uh, our firm foundation is, is found in you. Thank you for your word this morning, which is a, um, a part of that foundation, Lord, a great, huge part. 
We pray that the word would change us this morning. We would be changed, um, transformed into your likeness. More and more like you, Father. Bless your name. Bless your name this morning. Thank you for the time of worship. Thank you that we were able to lift up a song to you and, and, and praise and adoration. I pray that it was pleasing to your ear, Lord. And Lord, this morning we say, just as the psalmist said, to you, O Lord, we lift up our soul. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, there's a lot of our folks that are missing this morning. Um, probably over the next several weeks, we'll have Marvin come and, and share more about outreach and about missions and those kinds of a thing. Um, we believe this is the season for us to um, just to infiltrate this city and how the Lord would allow um, to send us out into the world as well. And I think the last few years, we've really been trying to, to solidify a foundation. Who are we? What are we about? What do we believe? What are we going to live out based upon what we believe? And uh, when we go and engage uh, a world that has not experienced the love of Christ, what are we going to tell them? And in what attitude are we going to share it with them? And uh, the season is now. I believe that uh, this, uh, this congregation is, is mature and it's growing and we have something to say. You know, the Word says that we overcome <clears throat> by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. There's none of us sitting in here that the Lord has not touched one way or another. And even if you have not said yes to Jesus Christ, you haven't submitted your life to Him, gotten saved, however you want to say it, the Lord has been wooing you. You've seen the Lord speak to you and, and woo you um, through His wondrous deeds, maybe um, through blessing, through whatever. And His kindness he draws us. He leads us to repentance. And so one way or the other, saved or unsaved, you have experienced uh, that saving grace of the Lord. You know what I mean. If you haven't responded to it by saying yes and submitting, I encourage you to do that. You don't even have to have a major altar call. You can have an altar call at your bedside. Kneel down. Lord, I realize I'm a peon, but you're pretty cool. And I submit to you. It's pretty much that simple, right? course, I guess if you're going to do that, you have to count the cost. The Lord says count the cost because when you say that, it's a different life from here on out. Fortunately, he fills us with his Holy Spirit and gives us the power to walk that out. So that really, we shouldn't have to be afraid of it. Amen? But it is a different life. Count the cost to make sure this is something that you can afford in your life. I think eternity, the length of eternity, and the consequences of not knowing the Lord would tell us whether that's worth it, the cost. But not even just eternity. I think, I think the life that can look a lot different here is worth it too. You know? I think we've all experienced John 10.10 10, one way or the other. Either the front side of it where it says that the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. Or the tail end of it where it says, but I have come that you may have life. Not just life, but a pretty content life. Life to the full. Life that is abundant. One way or the other, um, we are experiencing a little of John 10.10. 10. Hopefully, Everyone in here has said yes to the Lord and they're walking in that abundant life. If that's true, the, the enemy has a lot harder time uh, touching you, jacking with you, you know? He's like, oh man, I got that Holy Spirit. It's way stronger than my group. You guys know what I'm talking about? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Holy Spirit's rocking, man. Without him, you're just getting pounced on, pounded on, you know? The Word says that the devil... Um, it goes around like a roaring lion, 
prowls around like a roaring lion looking for something to devour. It makes me think yesterday we were cooking and um, doing some stuff. I don't remember what we were doing, but we were looking out the window and Melissa's mom was doing some gardening and um, we have this new little cat that we call Boots. And Boots is ferocious. (laughs) Even though he's not full grown yet, he will lay into you. I don't know who did that to him. Probably my sons. But he's out there and, and Charlotte is you know, down on her knees gardening and weeding stuff, and you just see the cat, you know. Every now and then it does that stance, and you know, and it starts pouncing, and Charlotte's just like chewing it away, and it just doesn't stop, man. And uh, anyway, I think that's what the enemy does to us. Not that I'm calling my cat the devil. <laughs> not that I'm not calling my cat the devil, to be quite honest with you. But, um, but the way he just pounces, and he's intense. He watches, even if he has to stay and watch a while. And he, you know, he watches and he waits for that right time to pounce. You guys remember the scene in Lion King? Whenever Mufasa, Mufasa, is teaching Simba how to how to pounce and how to do the whole thing, and that whole instruction. It's like that's literally what the imagery that the that the word gives of the enemy prowling around, waiting, watching. The idea, too, is that that lions wait and they watch for the weak one in the group. They wait for the straggler. They wait for the one maybe that's injured or young or can't keep up. Which tells us that we've got to engage with God. We've got to move forward in our faith and become mature and become strengthened. That's what Paul talks about so much. Fight the good fight. Run the race in such a way as to run. Don't just jog. Run to, to get there. Press on towards the goal and win the prize. Move forward. Don't stop. Be strong. Connect yourself to the source. Connect yourself to God so that you will be strong enough to stay with the pack, the body of Christ, the family of God. When you're in the pack, you're strengthened. Well, I just, I I mean, people are just people. Yeah, they are. But those people are standing beside you. Even when they're failing you, they're still beside you. Well, but I've just been hurt too many times. Well, would you rather be hurt by them or by him? Because he bites ferociously. You hear what I'm saying? Connecting to the body. I think Nick was talking about life groups earlier. That's more than just some program that we're trying to grow. We believe it is one of the ways that we can function as the second act, um, second act, the uh, chapter two of Acts Church. You hear what I'm saying? The second chapter of Acts Church, the Acts Church, the early church. Are there other ways to say that? And I think there probably are. Why? Because they devoted themselves to the to breaking of bread and to fellowship, to reading the word, to the apostles' teaching, to those things. Sometimes we, neg- we uh, neglect those things. And when we neglect those things, whether we feel on top of the world or not, we are weak. You can feel on top of the world but be um, seriously undernourished spiritually. Well, but I'm on top of the world. You are, but what good is it to gain the whole world but forfeit your very soul? We talked about that a little bit last week. I don't even know why I'm rambling. This is not even on my notes. But it must be something that we need to hear this morning. It's like, it's like God told, um, who was it, Joshua and Caleb? Be strong and courageous. There's giants in the land, but don't be, don't be scared. Yeah, the, the lion is in the land. Don't be scared. 
connect yourself to the source, the Holy Spirit, fellowship and covenant with him and with others. And fellowship and covenant with others. Covenant meaning close, committed. Committed to loving even, even when they're failing you. Because hopefully they're committed to loving you even when you're failing them. Two things, loving God, loving others. Committed to him, committing to others. Walking close to him, walking close to others. That's the design. And in that, there's protection and there's health. There's protection and there's health. Christ is the head of the church. We are the body. It's describing this life. A, a body is meant to be alive. Not just alive, but abundantly alive. It's meant to be healthy. What do you do to a body to make it healthy? You feed it. What do you feed it? The Word of God. You rest it. You give it Sabbath. You give it rest. We're terrible at that. You exercise it. What does that mean? It means when you're in worship, you run around and jump and glory and roll around and do it. No. Although that's not unheard of either. You go out and you share your faith. What's that testimony we talked about earlier? You share, you exercise that faith. Every time you share with others, you are built up. I don't know how it happens, but something spiritually, when you share your faith, I think probably it's just, it's solidifying that in you. When I'm telling someone else about the gospel of Jesus Christ and hopefully relaying the power and effect that it has had on my life, I'm being strengthened in my spirit. Feeding yourself, resting yourself, and exercising your faith by sharing it with others. You know what I mean? Connecting to Him. Wow. I'm afraid to even dive into my teaching. You have any thoughts or comments on that? We don't do that a whole lot, but it's a small group. We could do it this morning. Any thoughts? Anybody been encouraged this week? Anybody felt the heat of the lion's breath behind you? And I'm not talking about, um, I'm not talking about Aslan. I'm talking about the one that's roaring. You know, you have Mufasa and you have uh, who's the Scar? That's the one. That's the who I'm talking about. You know, that nasty and Mufasa, cool. Scar, bad. Aslan, big. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Apparently you're laughing. How are you encouraged this week? That's cool. We can do that. We can save this for another time.